Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Legal Wolf podcast which was set up to raise awareness of mental health and also tackle the stigma surrounding mental health not only within the UK where I'm based but also around the globe. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Sir Preet who is a mental health advocate from India. Hi Sir Preet. So, first of all, um, just for the listeners, would you be able to provide a bit of background about yourself? Sure. So, I'm currently in my final year of law school, and I've had some experience in different facets of law through internships so far. And mental health is something that is very close to my heart. I struggle with it during my late teens, and still do, actually. But, but the changing point for me was when I realized that so many people around me were struggling with similar issues, but actually worse issues regarding it, and had no idea how to cope up, or had no idea how to get help, or even how to voice their problems. It was something that got to me, and I realized that I wasn't alone. There are other people who are going through similar stuff. That is why that is why I think what you're doing with this podcast is wonderful. Talking about it, trying to eradicate the stigma, making it easier to understand the plight of mental health care worldwide. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I know I struggle with anxiety on a daily basis, and it's just a case of managing it and coping with it because it never goes away so it's learning the coping strategies be that doing breathing exercises or breaking things down into small chunks so tasks don't become overwhelming and in terms of the stigma surrounding mental health in india uh, how is mental health viewed in india separate say there still exists a big stigma around it but if we compare it to the generations before my generation let's say i'd say it's gotten a little better as in people my age like a good chunk of them at least have some idea about this or unfortunately have seen someone close to them see uh, close to them struggle with it but if we talk about the generations or generation before us or before my generation People still have a hard time talking about it and accepting it. So, well, there's this uh, incident I can tell you about that probably will give you a better idea about it. So, during this lockdown, the pandemic, I I got to talk to one of my friend's friends who works for a big FMCG company, right? And she works at a high-level position there, and she's in her mid-30s. And during a conversation, we started to talk about the aspect this, this lockdown was having on people. Hmm. Well, like, obviously, on a side note, now there's this research by a university in New York, which claims that there is increasing evidence that diet plays a major role in improving mental health. And it, and it also states, and I quote, we need to consider a spectrum of dietary and lifestyle changes based on different age groups and gender. There is not one healthy diet and will, that will work for every 
one fix. So, like, keeping this research in mind, I asked her, like, what the FMCG company that she's working for that actually well, deals with food and beverages, if the company has considered to launch any products or, you know, um, for the betterment of mental health or have directed any of their marketing strategies towards this cause to raise awareness or something, consider, considering the fact that pandemic has brought people to be more aware of their emotions their feelings because everyone seems to be suffering with anxiety and depression more and more now because we're living in a completely different world and there are pressures and worries for example, over here in the UK, we've obviously got the furlough scheme in place that pays 80% of employees um, wages if they are shut due to the COVID pandemic, which is a fantastic scheme for our government to introduce. But there's also the flip side of that, whereby the employees will start worrying about do they have a job to go back to once this pandemic is yeah, more manageable um, to see whether or not their companies have managed to get through the pandemic and in order for them to have a job and that has led to a lot of anxieties over here in this country and I'm sure other countries who have a similar schemes in place the employees in their countries will be having similar anxieties and worries and i also feel that hopefully because of covid there is more of a conversation interlinking physical health and mental health because 
I feel the conversation for far too long has been just purely about physical health and mental health hasn't had a platform and it hasn't really been heard in the wider media outlets. So I, I definitely agree that there needs to be more correlation between mental health and physical health. In terms of how easy it would be to access mental health care support in India, is it more accessible now than it used to be or are there still problems in getting the appropriate support? quite a few weeks back on the Indian Mental Health Care Act and I was fascinated when I read up about it and we had a discussion about the Indian Mental Health Care Act because some aspects of it are more advanced than our Mental Health Act in the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for instance you have the advanced directives and you have the nominated representatives which we are only now looking at trying to implement into our mental health act which is currently under review and a white paper bill has been prepared with multiple recommendations in terms of how our mental health act can be more patient-centered um, in order for the patient to get the best treatment possible. And when I read the Indian Mental Health Care Act, it just sounded a good piece of legislation that was very forward-thinking compared to our own Mental Health Act over here in the UK. So I was fascinated about the advanced directives and the nominated representative obviously there are pros and cons with the nominated representative as there are with all pieces of of legislation how well advertised is the indian mental health care act 
are people aware that it exists within India? Unfortunately not. I, I've been reading about it. I know about this act because I'm interested in this field, right? I am in a law school and people in studying in a law school are also not aware that there is an act for this. That's how bad the situation is here. The thing is, it's not just about the act. It's like nobody talks about mental health. So if they don't talk about mental health, they don't. They think there exists nothing relating to it. I think India really needs a way out. I mean, some way to popularize this act and start the conversation about mental health to begin with. Yeah. And yes, I've, I've uh, come across come across a lot of you know issues regarding the nominated representative and advanced directive. But that's what I said that. It's a beautiful piece of legislation. It just needs more time to for proper implementation. Of course, issues will arise with time, and then we can amend them when they arise. But right now, I think it's 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 a huge leap forward for India to actually design something like this. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree, and I mean, just talking about law school now. Um, Obviously, over here in the UK, there's university isn't what it used to be pre-COVID. There's no Freshers' Week, which we have over here, and all the lectures are happening online. There's very few face-to-face lectures, from what I understand. And that has understandably led to a rise in anxiety within well all students not just law students but all students across the board have you noticed obviously you're in your final year of law school have you noticed that there has been an increase in people's anxieties about what may happen once they finish law school of course like big time yeah it's it's bad i mean We've been attending online lectures for a year now, and like most of my friends, including me actually, we are worried because, firstly, obviously the anxiety creeps in when you enter the last year of of your graduation about the future, and they currently the accords are working at their minimum capacity, so nobody is even hiring, and it's hard, hard, very hard to get internships anywhere right now. So, of course, anxiety is really bad and people are feeling it. And a lot of my friends are even talking about it, and how stressed and anxious they feel about it. But that's the thing. They just stay away anxious. They don't know what to do about it. And then they just shut it down. Just go and lock themselves up in the remorse. I sleep. I don't know what they do. But I think that is that is what I want to talk to you about. Like People really need an outlet for such emotions, a positive outlet for all of this, which they don't have right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a very similar situation to over here because I mentor a student who's currently doing the law degree in England and from my conversation with the student that I mentor, there seems to be a lot of law students who are struggling to cope. They've got a lot of anxieties, they've got a lot of worries, 
because of the new world that we seem to have entered due to covid everything online and there's the risk that law firms aren't necessarily going to be recruiting as often as what they would have done pre-covid because of all of the financial implications in terms of how we can normalize the conversation around mental health and reduce the stigma what do you think needs to be done in in that regard so uh, i think the easiest way to normalize the conversation is through creating awareness like we do through this podcast to begin with but if we talk about like creating awareness like okay i'll talk about in the indian context you talk about creating awareness about the Indian Mental Health Care Act, I think the best way to do that would be through conducting webinars or seminars or through uploading videos, explaining the act in the simplest way possible through YouTube or any other similar source, because that's how the young generation would know about it. Nobody's like, okay, the law students will read the act, but normally the normal folk wouldn't read the act. The videos that are in which the act is broken down into simpler parts would actually help them to realize what is a non-selective, what is a nominative representative, and what all they can do with it. But other than that, I think we talk about normalizing the conversation about mental health in general. According to me, okay, so considering the current scenario and culture, I think the easiest way out is to start a trend using hashtags on social media platforms. Mm. Because because we have to think forward, right? And that's what people are comfortable with right now. So I thought about it and I was like, okay, so there could be a hashtag, just imagine there could be a hashtag, uh, been there, done that, where people can share their struggles with any mental health issue they've had and how they overcame it. Yeah. Or, or something like one day at a time for the ones who are still suffering. I mean, Steve, we already know it's not something new we're talking about here. I feel like everyone at least has felt some kind of anxiety or stress or depression once in their lifetime. I just think if there could be a positive outlet for these emotions, people suffering would feel better. And I, I think the more people open up about their struggles, the better they would feel. They won't feel lonely anymore and realize that they're not really alone in this matter. Life is hard and life is unfair, but if people were a little nicer, kinder, and more supportive towards each other, there's nothing we can't beat. So I I think the hashtag when they done that would not only help raise awareness, but also help people who are struggling by giving them ways to overcome it. Or just by knowing that that it is possible to overcome it can also go a long way for some people. Okay, okay, so other than this, I think it's, okay, this is not, okay, so other than this, I think it's it's high time that, you know, marketing teams of organizations or companies put a positive spin on it and made it a mainstream topic because I, okay, so did you agree with me on this one, the last one? Yeah, I mean, in terms of what I would probably feel would help normalise the conversation would be education 
in terms of educating the youngsters of today about what mental health is, what constitutes good mental health, what the signs are if you're suffering poor mental health and where you can go and get support for your own mental health. But not only would we need to educate our youngsters, we would need to educate the educators who are going to be educating our youth because a teacher's perception on mental health could probably vary drastically from teacher to teacher. So one teacher might fully understand mental health and appreciate it and one person might just feel it doesn't exist and it's it's all nonsense. So I think in order to educate the youngsters, we would need to educate the educators um, just so our youngsters are taught the same thing in relation to raising mental health awareness and where they can go to get support and also more crucially to point out that it is okay not to be okay and that also to be kinder to people be less judgmental towards people and that we shouldn't necessarily and I know we all do this but we shouldn't necessarily judge a book by its cover because that individual could be going through something that that no one knows about hence why we need to be less judgmental and we need to be kinder um another thing that I would say would be needed to normalize the conversation would be around the movie industry and the TV industry to do more to raise awareness about mental health. So oh, that's a big one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, trying to get the media to show mental health in a positive light is is very difficult. I mean, uh, as far as I can recall, there aren't many films that show mental health in a positive light and that that really needs to change because the most common film that people will probably relate to mental health is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson in um, which was probably very accurate for the time period it was set in but I mean now 30 40 years on that still seems to be the film that people associate mental health with yet there are other films out there there's a beautiful mind there's last christmas i saw one recently but i can't remember the name of it it was about a paranoid schizophrenic but it was kind of a more positive spin love story film um, with Sally Hawkins in the listeners will just be able to to google that um how do you feel about the media and the tv industry doing more around mental health i 
Actually, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it, it would have a huge, huge impact on people. Like, firstly, how you told about educators, of course, that's a big one. And media, that is what I was talking about, see. Like, see, you're talking about the media and entertainment industry showing mental health in a positive light so that people's perception of mental health will alter. Yeah. That That is, of course, that needs to be done. That, of course, needs to be done. And in addition to that, I think, and don't get me wrong here, I mean, I'm very aware, well aware that it's a very serious topic and my heart goes out to the people suffering. But I, feel, I genuinely feel like that, you know, like big companies or corporations can somehow change the narrative and make it easier for people to talk about it. I mean, we look to the advertisers, just think about the advertisements we've seen. If they had a positive spin on it, and talking about mental health in some way, of course, people would be like it would, it would get easier for people to talk about it and to relate to it. So it's a part of the media thing in itself, the advertising, the marketing. And I've talked about this in one of my internships as well. And it was also it was all, and well, it was not as well received either as I hoped it would happen. But it was okay because. I mean, I think people still need a lot of time and they need to be very understanding and patient that this is something that's very real. It's not just in one's own head. And I really believe that the media, advertising, marketing, these hashtags, educators thing, if we are able to do all of this, of course we can make a change. Of course we can start a conversation and help people and help us yeah, I mean, I think social media has a big part to play, as you mentioned, with the hashtags, because there are two sides to social media. There is a good side and a positive side, and then there's a very negative, dark side to social media with online bullies, online trolling... Um, and just throwing abuse out and they can hide behind a keyboard. Uh, I think social media needs to do more in terms of promoting mental health in a positive light. And a lot of people have obviously been talking about influencers uh, recently and... My view on influencers is kind of mixed. Uh, I mean, on the one side, they have a lot of followers. But the only reason they have a lot of followers is because they talk about the blingy watches, the flashy cars, the exotic holidays that they go on, and they just say, be me, be me, be me, in big Vegas-style lights, which is so unhelpful to people's mental health because people are constantly striving to do more all of the time and not actually taking stock as to what they've got at the moment and and achieved at the moment uh, which obviously covid has helped people slow things down and appreciate what they have but 
a lot of the influences, I, I do tend to feel that they feel that if they talk about mental health, they will lose followers unless it's after a big event like the Harry and Meghan interview and then, oh, everyone's talking about mental health because it's fashionable in inverted commas and everyone's talking about it for about seven to ten days maximum and then all of a sudden no one talks about it. The media don't talk about it. The influencers will ease off because it's no longer fashionable to talk out. And may, maybe this is the cynic in me. Um, and that is that the influencers only talk about stuff that gets them followers. And mental health doesn't seem... It, it's just not that topic for these influencers. Because they don't know how to approach it they don't know how to talk about it and therefore they stick to what they do know and that is if you talk about earning oodles of cash and uh, flying to places in your own fancy private jet going to exotic locations and buying big cars, your Ferraris, your Lamborghinis, your Maseratis and owning the blingy watches. It's what they're comfortable doing and I, I don't know if that's going to change. I mean, what's your view on influencers and the role that they can play in regards to raising awareness of mental health? I completely agree with you on this. That's exactly what they do. But that's what I'm trying to talk to you about. Like, if we make a conversation about, if we make it cool to talk about mental health, they will start talking about mental health because they're not everybody faces these issues to begin with. And even if they do, they don't not, they don't realize what's happening to them or why they're feeling in a certain way. If they start talking about it, like, okay, if you want influencers to talk about it. They don't talk about something that makes them cool, that will give, make yeah. them like gain more followers, right? That's why I'm talking about putting a positive spin on it. It's possible to do that. I know it's super hard and it's obviously harder than it sounds, but it's still possible. If somehow we manage to put a positive spin on how people perceive mental health, of course, influencers will start talking about it. Because everybody feels something related to it. And once it's cool enough for the influencers to talk about it, people will think, yeah, it's relatable. That's all of this person. The conversation will grow. So that's what I've been trying to say, that to get more people to talk about it, we need to eradicate the stigma and eradicate that it's only negative or it's not real. We have to like stop. Like We can't become stop people from thinking like that, but we can try to make them think in a way that, yeah, it's not that negative, it's something that happens, it's normal. Yeah. It's actually good to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that we need to talk about it more to make it more normal to discuss 
because I feel at the moment when people mention the words anxiety or depression, they kind of clam up, they get sweaty palms because they they don't know what to say and they don't know how to further a conversation because they're scared that they may very well say the wrong thing. So a common example I give that if you're talking to someone with depression, the last thing you say to them is, oh, just snap out of it, because that will have the exact opposite effect on them. They won't snap out of it. They will just dive deeper into the depression. Um, and that's where education and getting people to talk about mental health is so important in reducing the stigma and normalising the conversation to a similar level that we talk about physical health. Now, I know that that's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it's going to take years in order for that change to take real effect. Um, what would your future vision be of how mental health is perceived? I, I would love it if people would just accept it. It's not something that they, okay, let's have a talk about it. It's, it's just free-flowing and normal to talk about it. Yeah. I want to live in that world that where it's super easy and super normal to talk about it. Okay, I'm anxious. Okay, I'm anxious. That's it. No sweaty palms. I don't have to worry. Like I don't know how to handle this conversation. I don't want. I don't want to live in that way. I want to live in where it's easier for people to talk about it. They know what to say. They're aware of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. I couldn't agree more because I think if we do get to that stage, hopefully, within my lifetime, there will be more understanding around mental health and more awareness around it and people will be more willing to talk about their problems rather than keep them inside which doesn't do anyone good particularly the person who is suffering with all of the anxieties and the depression for them to keep it inside it's better if you talk to people and I think if we could get to that stage, that would be brilliant, absolutely brilliant uh, for the conversation around mental health and reducing the stigma. And finally, I like to end on a fun question. And that would be, what would your dream job be and you could pick absolutely anything, and why? Okay, so my dream job would obviously be to work with an organization that is dedicated, dedicated to this cause and learn more about the ways in which we can create more awareness and make it easier for the ones suffering to get help. And ultimately, I would like to work with a company or like any organization or institution and do what I mentioned about that. Like I truly believe that 
the marketing thing and the media thing needs to be done. I think it's a win-win situation. The institutions themselves have, like, uh, the institutions do have, yeah, of course, I mean, look, what I'm trying to say is that they do not have a stigma towards these things, but yeah, of course, like, they have, everybody has a stigma to these things. I'm, I cannot say they have, I think everybody has a stigma to these things, but I think it's a win-win situation if you work on this, the marketing and making it popularized and easier to talk about things, because there is an untapped potential in that market. People need stuff. People need, like, courses, okay, how to deal with my anxiety. These are the tips, like, do meditation, eat, have, like, do this, these exercises, maintain a good health, okay, what should I eat, where can I get it? I think it's a huge market opportunity, and it's, it's a win-win situation. They can get more customers, and people will be able to get what they need, the resources, the services they need, the goods they need to cope up with it. So I want to work with something, something in that field, something related to that field. Because I think it's, it needs to be done, and I think it will be in the future sometime. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely something that that needs to be addressed in terms of getting the message out there and a positive message out there about mental health. So it's it's definitely work that needs to be done moving forward in order to normalise the conversation around mental health and i would just like to finish by saying it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and i'm sure that the listeners will have taken a lot of valuable insights from today's episode in terms of how we can normalize the conversation around mental health and also how mental health is perceived within india so thank you again for coming on the show, Serpreet. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Steve, for having me. It was incredible. And that concludes today's episode with Serpreet. Please feel free to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and also like and follow the Legal Wolf LinkedIn and Instagram pages to stay right up to date with the latest content being released. Thank you.